Welcome to Start Dakota, a show by Startup Sioux Falls where we dispel misconceptions about starting a business, uncover unique challenges faced by founders, highlight today's problem solvers, and build a stronger startup community for tomorrow. This project is powered by the SBA. Now, here's your host, Brienne Maynard. Welcome back to another episode of Start Dakota. I am your host, Brian Maynard with Startup Sioux Falls, and I am here today with one of my favorite people. His name is Terry Liggins. He probably needs no introduction, but for those uh, that are listening, yes. tell us a little bit about Terry and your business. Oh, thank you so much, Brian, for having me. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. I love shining my light. You know, I love telling my story. I love using it as a tool to connect with other people to get them to tell their own story. Yeah. So I've got a pretty interesting one coming from Nebraska about 20 years ago for college at USD in Vermilion, Mm -hmm. coming up on 20 years from that first enrollment there at the university. And now you fast forward, I'm the CEO of a firm called TLC Services. Also, I'm a nonprofit founder of Hurdle Life Coach Foundation. And what we do is mentor and coach and guide and offer facilitation services as well to to organizations looking to build bridges with Mm -hmm. different people from different communities and my cup overflows with the work i get to do i can tell it it literally radiates off of you Mm, so what's your why terry why do you do this i got a few whys that, that keep me going you know but the biggest thing too is realizing that community is really, really important and it matters for families. Mm-hmm. I got a school age daughter, she's 10 years old, going to school right here. And I want this community to be a safe place for her. I want it to be, be filled of opportunities for her to explore whatever it is that she's interested in. And I want that same thing for every other person's family. Mm-hmm. So my investment into community as, as a partner and as, an, as a role model is so that all people's families can have like prosperous, safe upbringing. So right. that there, there's that in it for me. There's also the, the inspiration that it is right. to, to be a person of color and to be a business owner, to be a founder. I know that that sends a message to a lot of other kids like me. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not be exactly like me, but we're very similar in some yeah. of our conditions and our, some of our upbringing. And mm-hmm. I know that by being in business for myself, by you know letting my vision come to fruition, that that's also giving people hope that they can have the same thing happen for them in their lives too. Absolutely. Well said. And I I think we speak the same language when it comes to children, right? Yeah. Once you have one, that becomes your why. Yeah. And I just, that, I think that resonates with a lot of people. We're we're a family oriented community for a reason. Even if you don't have your own family, you find a family, right? Uh Uh, Yeah. That is so great. Um, I want to talk about business. Okay. Um, so clearly you've got the entrepreneurial bug, the spirit, mm-hmm. uh, the fire behind yeah. you. Yeah. Talk to me about your business journey. How yeah. did you get started? What were some of the roadblocks and yeah. what were the resources that you leaned on to get to where you are? Yeah. So I got started about three years ago okay. as far as the full-time journey of it. Okay. I had incorporated one year prior mm-hmm. um, to, to going full-time just out of a desire to do something with this burn, yeah. you know, that I had on inside of me to just do more than what I was able to do in my employment environment. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, are doing a job, but they've kind of got this something burning on the inside of them, something they just want to do more right. beyond the job that they have. So what was your job prior to? doing this? Where were you working? 
It was similar. So I was working for a nonprofit, Lutheran Social Services. Oh, you were, okay. And I was work providing reentry support okay. for adults that were coming out of incarceration as a work trainer. And right. it was wonderful. And I learned so much there in my almost three years of employment. Mm -hmm. But I also knew that I wanted to go deeper than the scope of my role. Okay. And that I wanted to provide education across the state. That I wanted to work with stakeholders that were working with justice-impacted people and ACEs-impacted people. And I just mm -hmm. wanted to do more than I had the space to do there. And then in 2020, you know, the employment ended there and I had the opportunity. <laughs> 2020 a lot of things ended in 2020, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I had the opportunity to just go full time in this, you know, idea that I had about, you know, being a motivator and yeah. an educator and someone that can inspire other people. And so I did that, just went out and now it's been three years. And, you know, the, one of the biggest hurdles for me mm -hmm. is continuing to understand how business works, hmm. you know, the, the strategic thinking of business, the infrastructure of business, the, the regulation of business, you know, in my upbringing, I didn't have that type of mentorship around me. I'm a first generation business owner. Mm -hmm. I don't have an uncle or a mom that, that can taught me the way business works. I had the passion, the spirit, the faith, but but the understanding of how to incorporate and and how to be um how to how to uh gosh stay in good standing yeah you know yeah. um with the laws of the land and things like that that was all a learning curve for me and I've been able to surround myself now with advisors and resources mm -hmm. and things like that to help me and now after three years I've learned quite a bit and I'm able to pay that forward to now and in that way. Clearly, there are a lot of problems in society, sure. um, and they stem from all different walks of life. You know, you, you mix people together in a community, and there's going to be some conflict, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I'm curious, and I know that there's probably a bunch of different answers to this, but what is the number one problem you mm. are trying to solve that you haven't seen mm. movement on? Mm. What are you frustrated about that you're really trying to get at here? Yeah, that's a good question. If I can say it simply yes. and even safely, yes, I, I believe it's it's allowing our differences to be something that uh, threatens other people. Mm -hmm. Being uncomfortable with someone else's differentness than you. Yep. You know, we call that diversity and call it whatever else you want. It's that when people don't look like you, or mm -hmm. if they didn't have the same upbringing that you had, or their conditions were different than you, I think our society, our community see differences and there's more hesitation to engage someone that's different mm -hmm. than you than than an, than an interest right or curiosity and if we can just all be more curious and interested and have reverence mm. for the for the cross-cultural experience and reverence for other people's culture i think we would just be in such a, a more prosperous mm -hmm. place because now when a person who's different from you in culture feel safe with you mm -hmm. now they can, can now they can unlock or unleash their whole self mm -hmm. and now we just get a collaboration of our cultures and like a collision of beauty because every culture has some beauty in it and because of how we interact with each other cross-culturally and we are more reserved at times we limit this experience that is so beautiful when mm. we humble ourselves, have the culture of humility, right. humble ourselves to each other. And then in, all of a sudden inviting people to bring all of themselves to 
the experience, right. and it be just comes so much more beautiful. So Absolutely. if we can just neutralize and beyond neutralize, ha- have it be something that you deeply desire mm-hmm. to to get to know people that are different than you and to advocate for people that are different than you. So I have to imagine that for some people, this this type of environment, this process mm-hmm. is uh, invigorating. It's, it's mm-hmm. energy giving and for mm-hmm. others, it drains their energy. Sure. Um, how difficult has it been for you to sell this idea to this community? Wow. And, and what are, what have you learned? Like, how are you making inroads with people that are still very skeptical yeah. of the idea? Yeah. You know, this is a very nebulous idea, right? Sure. Like people like dollars and cents. Yeah. They want to see the widget, You're the right. product. They want to know the end, res- end result. Yeah. Or here you are planting seeds. Yeah. How difficult has this road been for you? You know, it has hurdles. Yeah. I'm going to keep pointing back to that hurdles, too, right? Yep. With, with the company and the coaching and consulting I do about hurdling the mm-hmm. obstacles and barriers in life. There's hurdles there in every journey. <clears throat> I, I appreciate the, the the candidness of the word difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I like to reframe it and perceive it as these opportunities. Mm-hmm. And that helps me because right. they are difficult. You know, but I have to do that work and 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 constantly kind of reframe my journey, uh, my experience with this journey, so that I can show up positive and optimistic and helpful. Yeah. But certainly, it doesn't take away from the fact that you know this work is against the current. You know, it's mm-hmm. cro- it's you know it's upstream. Mm-hmm. And but I'd be remiss not to 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 really highlight and spotlight the people that are alongside of and they are willing they are ready they are doing and that is very invigorating you know Mm -hmm. we aren't absent of equitable programs and and equitable solutions and policies being made that's happening in the community and i think it's important that we recognize that even with how much distance we still have yet to travel sure because if we get so caught up on what we haven't done yet mm-hmm. and we aren't seeing the, the 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 slow motion that is still better than no motion we miss out on the gratitude that is there for us to really celebrate and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm much more of a celebrator yeah and uh but it doesn't take away from from the challenge that's there Brian. but for me i think what's so important again is treating everyone the way you would want to be treated mm-hmm I think sometimes people in, in, in the community, they, they start to limit or, or restrict their amount of like compassion mm-hmm. and empathy. Like the older you get, all of a sudden, uh, some people are like thinking that person should have it figured out, if you will. <laughs> and people are always figuring it out and still figuring it out and learning new things every day. Yeah. And so no matter the age or the position in the community, it's a human being. Yeah. Treat them with respect and dignity. And people are attacking people in authority or criticizing people in authority and systems. And my approach is different. Right. My, my approach is, is, is we're both human beings here. Mm-hmm. And, and where can we agree to partner as far as shared interests. And for me, when it comes to public safety, healthy families, I'm having conversations based on that. I'm not having a conversation based on political ideology, Religion ideology, that that's not my right. lead in with my conversations, Brian. Right? And this is volatile. how I'm able to make connections with you know, law enforcement officers and you know, people in the judicial system, even though I have a lived experience sure. being on the other side of that. I was just going to ask, what what makes you qualified to do this work? 
where does this come from? Where does your passion stem from? Yeah, it's starting to show, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I want to know more. Yeah, well, well, living it, living it for myself. Yep. And helping so many other people who are living it too. Mm-hmm. You know, this is day in and day out for me. This right. is now my full time work that I get to do, and my lived experience certainly fortifies me every single day with with my passion of going through single parent home, mm-hmm. having the challenge of trying to f- find who I am in my own identity, mm-hmm. growing up as a young adult, still not having it figured out yet, mm-hmm. bumping my head some more, and then finding my way forward, you know, mm-hmm. to, to where I'm at today with much more maturity, yeah. mentorship in my life, humility and gratitude in my life. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's that journey in itself that is my fuel. Mm-hmm. And then getting to help other people do the same thing fires me up just the awesome. same. And everything that you're saying very much resonates in the world of entrepreneurship, right? Sure. You've got this grit, this passion, this fire, determination. It's like, it seems like you're completely risk averse, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, let's talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Okay. What what resources did you need to lean on mm. to get to where you are? What community you know, what community leaders did you reach out to? Wow. Um, what programming, what education, you know, how did you get here? Yeah. Wow. That's such a good question. Yeah. I, there's so many people and places and things that have helped me, Brian. Uh, you know, I should, I'd be remiss not to think about um, the early days of Startup Sioux Falls, though. Yeah. Um, before, when we were the South Dakota Technology and Business Center? Not that long ago. Or Zeal Center. <laughs> you know, it, the Zeal days? Yeah, the Zeal days. <laughs> and, and also the Startup Sioux Falls, right? Right. And I mean, like, those mixers that used to happen yes. at Queen City Bakery right. and some of those things. And yep. there was a time where I was in those rooms and I was on the fence. Mm-hmm. And But being in that room where there was other people who had you know jumped off the fence, mm-hmm. again, that was always something that was helping to cultivate you know, my journey into entrepreneurship is just being able to be around other yeah. entrepreneurs who were doing them well. So I, re- I, I remember those times where mm-hmm. I would hassle Matt Paulson and, you know, <laughs> just try to learn what I can. But I always knew that I was on the fence. And, yeah. you know, some some certain people it, you need to be all in for, right. you know, to really get some real attention. And I jumped off the fence, yeah. you know. What and, was that moment? Do you have a moment where you were like, I'm doing it? 2020 thing. But, was, but what was the moment? Was there like some sort of like epiphany you had a conversation? Who who pushed you? Did yeah. you push yourself? Oh, that's a good question, too. Maybe there wasn't a moment, you know, sometimes yeah. it isn't. But yeah, no, it's a good question. It's scary, right? <sighs> that's such a good question. Yeah, if, you, you, if you don't have it, that's okay. Maybe it'll come to you. But I feel like there's there's these moments, right, in yeah. your your journey where you're gonna make you're gonna make that decision. Mm. Um, what have there been? You know, so since 2020, since yeah. you've started to pursue this venture, yeah. Where where have the the stumbling blocks come, mm. and how have you persevered out of those yeah. to get to the next hurdle? Yeah, if yeah. you will. <laughs> now I'm speaking your language, you're right? So good too. Yeah. <laughs> There's, wow, it's so is it all just, much. Like, yeah. like being a founder yeah. is a world. Mm-hmm. Because as a founder, you have the passion, you have the vision, but you don't yet have the systems. Right. And you don't have the team and you don't have the partners. Right. And so the, 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 the challenge is building those things, mm-hmm. your system, your team, your partners, and getting it right. Mm. 
picking the right team members or or attracting the right team members. There's certainly been a journey in that. Mm -hmm. You know, who surrounds me now today looks different than who surrounded me in the beginning. And, you know, you learn from the team dynamics of what is a good fit and what isn't. And so needing to go back to the drawing board to get the right fit team engagement for me has been a, a, a very valuable part of my experience continuing to to build around me a team that also thinks differently than me right you know i don't need a lot of a lot of terry ligginses you know Mm -hmm. like i do my part well Mm -hmm. but in order for us to do best it's going to be with a diverse team and a diverse personalities and and strengths and skills and the strategic thinkers that are around me yep very much are a big part of the the impact and the growth my organization has been able to do. Who helps you with your strategy then? Because it sounds like you've got a lot of passion, big ideas. Like, yeah. how do you stay on track and and get to a place of of certainty? Right? Yeah. A trajectory, if you will. Like, what's your cash flow look like? You know? <laughs> yeah. And down to the nitty gritty. Like, who's helping drive that? Yeah, that yeah. that process, that vision. Yeah, I got I got a great group of advisors and advisors. directors and okay. directors. Awesome. You know? So my nonprofit has a board of directors. Yep. My for profit has a board of advisors, and I'm in constant communication yep. with 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 people with way more lived experience there than you me. Go. You know, yep. and they've been in sales. I think of a friend of mine. His name is Dave Jansa. You know, yeah. I'll just say say his name. Right, That's Dave Jansa is a friend of mine. Uh, he did sales and marketing for Ditchwich for years, okay. for years. Yeah. And he was one of their best, if not their best. And to have him in my corner now, mm-hmm. and as I navigate, you know, how to sell, how to market, how to partner, how to pitch mm-hmm. friends like Dave Janza, you know, and his, who are, who's twice my age with all that experience helped to inform and, and drive my direction and, and where I'm going with my business. Awesome. And I have a whole team of, People like that. I just constantly am picking their brains for, Love you know, it. when I think about in the nonprofit space and in the, and the DEI space, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I got friends like Kira Kimball, yeah. who's in my corner yep. um, and been in my corner for a while. She's the head DEI at a national seat and even international helps with some of the work in Canada as well. Yeah. This is a friend of mine. I call them friend tours. Friend tours. Yeah, I love that. Friend and mentors. And so I got a great group of friend tours that honestly, I, I don't feel worthy enough to even possess, but somehow, yeah. for some reason, I feel like for me, the God of my faith says, Terry, you're worth this. Um, this is this is for 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 your good and for mm-hmm. for for my glory. Mm-hmm. And and I get to just be connected to just amazing, generous people with more That's experience awesome. than me, Brian, and they help to guide me. We're going to put a pin in it. Yeah. Um, this is a good moment to yeah. take a break. Yeah. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about what the future holds for you, one, but also your journey into mentorship and mentoring others. Okay. So we'll be right back. Hey, this is Amos, the community coordinator at Startup Sioux Falls, and I hope you're enjoying the show. Start Dakota is hosted by Startup Sioux Falls. We provide resources to make starting a business easier, including events, programs, mentorship, ecosystem navigation, and an actual space. If you have ever aspired to launch something of your own or run a business currently, we want you to join our community. Start with Startup Sioux Falls at startupsiouxfalls.com slash start. We're excited to connect with you. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Now let's get back to the show. 
All right, welcome back to Start Dakota. We are here having a pretty passionate conversation. Not that I didn't expect to with Terry Liggins across the table. Thank you. Um, So we've talked a lot about where you've been, um, some of the struggles that you've been through to get to where you are today. And I want to talk about what's next and what what is it that you need? What's holding you back? Mm. What... What's going to get you to the next level of of the problem that you're trying to solve for this community? What do you need, Terry? Yeah. The the journey in my mind, Brian, is for more credibility and for more trust. Mm-hmm. And when tr- where trust is, that's where the partnerships come connect. That's yeah. where they they come together. Mm-hmm. I got a mentor in Salt Lake City that that helps guide me in the work I want to do in helping those reintegrate into the community from incarceration, from uh, other communities, from treatment, from the military. Mm -hmm. We have many community members that are transitioning here from different countries. And and my heart is to create an environment and a safe place for them to have a healthy transition into, into down their community. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not, it's, it's, it's our community together. Right. And he, he tells me, he says, Terry, People do, people talk to people they like, but they do business with people they trust. Mm. And to have such a high likability um, and not have that mirrored in the list of partners, mm-hmm. that me, that identifies to me that there's more trust to be earned and established. How do you and earn that trust? I believe it comes from being consistent. Mm-hmm having integrity, mm-hmm. you, know, you got to practice what you preach in the coaching game. Yep. It's not just about having uh, the, 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 the theories or the quotes. It's about living it. Mm-hmm. And so the integrity to, to practice in what you're preaching is a big part of that. The consistency is a big part of that. And, and then just how you partner and how you build alliances. Right. You know, when you're trying to, to move towards a common goal and a common good, you have to have this ability to build bridges well. Yep. And so that's a skill set, too. So we talked during the break about this particular sector of industry, mm-hmm. coaching. Yeah. Um, this kind of it's it's soft sales, right? It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a product that you can't really feel and touch, mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily get an immediate ROI on it. Mm-hmm. And it's been a difficult process to try to sell to the community, d- yeah. depending on who you are yeah. and what your story is. Yeah. And in our line of, of work, mm. we're seeing a lot of individuals trying to pivot out of what, whatever job they're in because they have some sort of traumatic experience, lived experience that they're passionate about, mm-hmm. and they want to turn that into a, a coaching business, yeah. if you will. What is your advice mm. for these individuals that have this passion in their hearts mm-hmm. saying, I want to give back, I want to be a coach? I want to make a go of it. Mm-hmm. How much room is there in the marketplace for this? Yeah. And who's got, how do you know if you've got what it takes? Yeah. Great question. There is room. There is room because your story, the story that you have, someone else has that story too, very mm-hmm. similar or the same. Yep. And so we all have this ability to take our lived experience and, and, and lend it forward mm-hmm. to help out other people through that same lived experience. Whether it's uh, something as common as a divorce and you're helping people go through that or the loss of a loved one, like a, a grief. Yep. It, all these different places we can build bridges as peers. So when we all possess that, yep. it's when, like you said, where it gets to the point where it's burning so deeply that you're ready to do it for your vocation mm-hmm. that, that it becomes now 
a, a different set of things required to succeed in this space. Right. And earlier, like you said, we were talking, we never have the issue with passion or vision. Mm -mm. It, it's really about strategy and team mm -hmm. that you also have to really be mindful of to take this into the, to the marketplace. Right. Good. Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I want to transition now over to wearing the hat of a mentor yourself. Yeah. And I have to say, so as we were navigating, um, acquiring this, this grant opportunity through the SBA, yeah. we were shaking in our boots, mm -hmm. you know, going, are we over our skis as yeah. an organization to try to make this type of change happen in our community where we're serving underserved communities that we don't have a strong relationship with? And then we started to realize that with this hub and spoke model, where we're the hub providing resources to spoke organizations yeah. that have the knowledge, have the relationships, mm -hmm. know how to navigate and take the tools that we have and modify them yeah. to meet the needs of the community. Mm -hmm. You and Laura mm -hmm. have been a shining example yeah. of doing just that and doing some unprecedented things in this community where we're serving new Americans, immigrants, people who don't speak English. Yeah, yeah. What has that experience been? like for you yeah and what are you encouraged by as you're as you're going through these cohorts yeah it's, it's been so fulfilling and rewarding and i'm so grateful to laura for seeing my skill set and my passion and my yeah. commitment to you know immigrant and refugees and their resettlement you know that passion for me started as a freshman in college and yeah. just partnering with the international student club mm -hmm. and making friends with international students and starting to learn more about how their faith fuels them and how their vision drives them. And I've just been able to witness people from back in college go on to just continue to get benchmark after benchmark after benchmark, yeah. bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, doctorate degrees. And I've always had a profound inspiration from the immigrant and refugee population. So when Laura invited me to be a part of this, um, it, it was so pleasing for me and the way it I've been able to now be an integral part of it, mm -hmm. um, what we like to call in-reach instead of outreach, mm -hmm. where you have a person who is a trusted liaison to be able to go into the community, give share the information, but they're able to be more receptive of it, you know, because of their trust that you have established with them already. Right. You know, in, in programs traditionally, they just do outreach where they would just post a flyer or post to the Internet or what have you. And there's no perceived trust that comes from an, from a post. Mm -hmm. The trust comes from the relationship and the relationships that Laura has in that community, you know, inviting me into partnering with her has just been so rewarding. And yeah. we've been able to do some really amazing things with the first one, two cohorts. So so I, I got to attend the graduation for the very first uh, Lutheran Social Services cohort. Yeah. And it was maybe one of the most profound experiences of my career. I'm not so kidding wonderful. you. Yeah. I could tell that you and Laura made a profound impact yeah. on, on that cohort yeah. to a, a point where like I, I saw the transformation. Mm -hmm. I saw the, uh, the engagement, the confidence mm -hmm. that they all were exuding, mm -hmm. most of which did not, English was not their native language. Yeah. None of them, in yeah. fact. Right. 
What was that experience like for you? And do you have a story that yeah. you can share of a transformation within that cohort that yeah. really spoke to your heart? Oh, absolutely. So many stories. I'm sure. Uh, Throw was, a rock. But. We, we had we had 17 students in that cohort and they and there was 13 different countries that were represented in that. And so many different languages and dialects. And so very multilingual mm-hmm. cohort. And the thing about that population, people that have come through hard things, and are you know being guided by their aspiration they have a sense of community and togetherness that they're really ready to loan pretty eagerly mm-hmm. you know to really bring you into a family feel and that's really what i feel like distinguishes even my my ability as a facilitator i come with such a sincere heart mm. such a sincere heart for for the it's people disarming. i'm getting to work with Laura comes with such a sincere heart. And so together, when we collaborated on this, there was such a sincerity in the room Mm -hmm. about your best interest being in mind Mm -hmm. and us really being together in this and for one another, that when we had the opportunity to cultivate that week after week after week after week, it really turned into what you experienced at at the graduation. And there's so many people who had breakthroughs and breakouts through the co-starters program. But one person that sticks out to me in particularly is a student graduate we had. Her name is Izumi. And Izumi is originally from Japan and very, very, you know, to, true to her culture mm-hmm. and where she's very meek and she's very silent and she's very pleasant and, and very also very in tuned. And so for the first few weeks, You know, Izumi was there, but Izumi wasn't as vocal. Mm -hmm. And we started to notice that, you know, that's one of the benefits of having dual facilitators is that, you know, what one facilitator isn't seeing, the other one can see. Even that cross gender as well, because the men will, will, will attract and be inspired so much by the male gender. And so then the female, the opposite. And so Laura and I having that awareness, we were always able to kind of see what the other people person wasn't Mm -hmm. and then partner together to make sure that we're reaching everyone and there was a moment in the in the program where we were on a break and we were connecting during the break and izumi reached uh reached out to me and was just telling me that she had very low confidence as it pertains to using english because it wasn't her first language well lss also provides english language learning classes as well Mm -hmm. so it was a prime opportunity for me to then hear that need and connect her with Laura in a way that Laura here's here's a barrier she's having and here's something I believe LSS can help with Mm -hmm. but then after that introduction then there was a a greater attention Laura was able to then bring in some of her expertise and specialization in helping Izumi to grow in that confidence of using the words and, and being more vocal in the class and each week after week she became more and more and more vocal you pair that with my ambition and, and my drive <laughs> and my encouragement, Fireworks. all of a sudden Izumi was just I'll, ready to do it. And I'll now never, she is doing it. I'll never forget her pitch. It was so magical, heartfelt. Yeah. It could tell yeah. she really and she's still at thrived. It. She's still at it. She, yeah. she opened the yoga, yoga studio. Right? Yep. She has classes once a month. I I'm one of, I'm out, one of her paying. Way. I'm one of her paying customers, just like I said I would be. Yes. Uh, Laura also supports her. Other members from our class supports her. Yep. People are bringing their friends and Izumi before co starters. 
had the vision, did not have the confidence, mm-hmm. didn't have the structure, didn't have the enough faith to, to go out and do it. And after co-starters, she did. Yeah. And it continues to do the work right now. And is now in the community, in the marketplace, providing exactly what she wanted to. Awesome. It's Thank amazing. you so much for sharing that. Yeah. We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the future, okay. the future of both the Hurdle Life Coach and Terry Liggins, where he's headed, but also where are we headed as an entrepreneurial community? Mm. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Business Minute, a recurring segment powered by the SBA, where we'll share business facts and resources available to entrepreneurs throughout the U.S. Small Business Administration. This is Sadie Swear, Executive Director of SDCEO East Women's Business Center. Did you know, in 2018, immigrants owned 18% of employer firms? The industries with the greatest share of immigrant workers were accommodation and food services, looking at 37% of those, and retail trade, 24% of those. Interested in starting a business or already own a business? There are many free resources available. One of those resources is Startup Sioux Falls Co-Starters Business Accelerator Program. Co-Starters is a 10-week program designed to provide you with the insights, relationships, and tools to turn your ideas into action and a sustainable business. Startup Sioux Falls is proud to partner with the following organizations to expand the delivery of the Co-Starters Business Accelerator. LSS Center for New Americans, MB, Dakota Resources, and Thunder Valley. We are offering this program through the Community Navigator Pilot Program, powered by the Small Business Administration. Learn more about co-starters and the Community Navigator Pilot Program at startupsufalls.com backslash start. Okay, welcome back to Start Dakota. I'm here with Changemaker, Terry Liggins. Yeah, yeah. We're just kind of talking about everything, aren't we? Yeah, we like, are. I think we're maybe going to get to world peace by the end of this conversation. <laughs> I would I'm love hopeful. That. I'm yes. hopeful. <laughs> um, so we just finished talking about your experience uh, facilitating through co-starters, yeah. through the Lutheran Social Services cohort. Mm-hmm. And again, that, that experience for me from what I saw was yeah. profound, and I yeah. can't even imagine all that you gleaned from it. Yeah. So... Startup Sioux Falls as an organization is going to be at a crossroads here soon where mm-hmm. this grant funding that we have through the SBA, which we are so grateful to have, yeah. it's not going to last forever. Yeah. You know, so we've got this infusion of cash. Mm-hmm. We're going to do what we can with the time that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of this is an, a, a learning experience for our community to yeah. say, how do we take the tools that we have, the knowledge that we have, mm-hmm. knowing that like a lot of us are not bilingual. We are not world travelers. A lot of us are homegrown here in the state of South Dakota. We're trying to make inroads. Um, But this program has offered us that opportunity to see how we meet communities where they're at. What does the future hold? Mm. What are you seeing so far through this program that you think can carry on grant or no grant? What do we need to continue to invest in to make these communities thrive? Yeah. The answer is cultural humility. Mm-hmm. And the cultural humility is, is a posture and a mindset that allows for all of us to stay in that learner seat mm-hmm. 
as it pertains to working with people from different cultures than 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 we have our primary culture. Yep. You know, Sioux Falls is filled with so many different cultures, so many different languages, so many different ethnicities. And 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 that's a strength and it's beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. But in order to leverage it, we have to keep the humility intact where we allow the people from that culture to be a part of the leadership, a part of the influence, that they're getting the support mm-hmm. to, to be the, the 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 positive impact that then is now able to reach more of that of that cultural base. Got it. And so when we have a position of privilege or advantage that we can loan and that we can lend that'll allow for us to do more investing in that way. Mm-hmm. That's how we partner with, with each other and still at the same time, not have to necessarily change who we are, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to learn another language in order to be an advocate or an ally or a supporter mm-hmm. of those who speak different languages. Now it's certainly a advantage if you can, and it's certainly an asset when you're working with people who do. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm multilingual. I speak a couple different languages. I'm intentional about that. My cross-cultural, not only communication skills, but listening skills are yeah. there as well. But there's others like me with that same skill set. And when we empower more people with that cross-cultural communication skills, listening skills, yes. and give them the resources they need to be the leadership that draws more that's where we're really going to be able to see the type of results we want to as we move right. forward together. If we're talking dollars and cents here, if we're yeah. talking about return on investment, yeah. so those business people listen, uh-huh. listening that, you know, fluff, fluff, fluff. Uh-huh. Okay, we're talking dollars now. We're talking impact. There we go. Don't you, wouldn't you agree that the work that you're doing, either volunteer-wise or otherwise, mm-hmm. is affecting the workforce specifically. Uh, yes. What is this doing to bolster workforce development in yeah. our community? Well, what coaching and mentorship does, it not only brings people to more confidence and self-assurance in themselves, mm-hmm. it brings them to stability. Right. And so when you have stability and confidence and assurance, and that's what you carry into the workplace, whether it's your business or someone else's business, that's going to show up in how you engage and how you perform. And the higher you perform, the better off the outcomes is for that business or that organization. Mm-hmm. When organ when people or companies are struggling with their bottom line or their performance and their outputs, it's because of disengagement mm-hmm. from their workforce. Mm-hmm. Well, what causes the workforce to disengage? Typically, it's other things, some things inside of the work, but other times it's things within themselves or right. outside of work. Absolutely. And that's where the mentorship and the coaching professionals Mm -hmm. play a role in helping people to get more clarity, get more confidence and establish more stability now that they can go to work with more assurance and higher performance. And that, that increases and hits the bottom line in a positive way. Do you see interest from the private sector in the work that you're doing? Are you working with existing industry corporations? Mm -hmm. Are they, are they reaching out? Do they see the value in this? And to be candid, not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Okay. You know, but some. Yeah, some. You know, and and I and I had to say the not enough first on that one because there's just so much more work to do in business. Absolutely. Um, you know, I've had a few clients here and there along my way with my three years of doing this work, mm-hmm. and and I tip my hat to those organizations. But 
our community still has a lot of room to grow in that area for corporate sponsors to really get behind this work of what it means to be equitable and inclusive in, in our work environment sure. and spaces. You know, I get to do work also with our with the organization Pathways to Inclusive and Equitable Workplaces. Yep. It means the world to me and all of our the people that helped me, us to lead that. Yep. And we are grateful for our partnership our, with our Chamber of Commerce. Yes. And we're looking at partnering with um, our Society for Human Resource Management and looking for more strategic alignment. Yep. But we continue to still not have that, that foothold that this community will benefit from as we when we can grow that even more so. Absolutely. Um, you know, I will tip my hat to, to organizations that have come alongside of us, like First Premier Bank. I, I will be remiss because an we organization First like Bank. First Premier that has made the commitment should be recognized. Absolutely. First Bank and Trust, another organization has made the commitment and, and does the work, at least as it pertains to the things that we do at right. Hurdle Life. And so there is some, Avera does great say, investment. Those aren't small companies. Yeah. Those are major Goliath yeah. companies here yeah. in town. Yeah. So I have to imagine there's a ripple effect, right? That's what we're they hoping for. They see the for. value, they go tell their colleagues, yeah. and this movement will continue to grow. That's that would be for. my hope for you. Yeah. So... That leads to my final question, and mm -hmm. this is more toward you and mm -hmm. your growth and your business. Mm -hmm. Where do you see yourself in five years, Terry? And mm -hmm. what do you need to get there? I'm doing the same work that I'm doing now, you know, providing a skill set and a mindset that helps us to build bridges cross-culturally. <laughs> I'm going to continue to do this work because it's a, it's a need in our community. You know, our community, you can see it growing, the buildings and the population. Yep. And, and that is going to create this salad bowl and this mix of so many cultures and people. Mm -hmm. And all of our cultures are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Every last one of them, no matter what it is, no matter which part of the world is from, whether it's European, African, Asian, or any other beautiful culture, Lakota, African-American, all of the cultures yeah. have are rich with, with tradition and, and ritual and, and deserve to be honored so that we all can be safe and feel safe. Yeah. I'm going to continue to be that guy yeah. for this community that says, yes, we're different, but your differences are beautiful yeah. and that they're valuable. So I'm going to just keep doing that work. And that, 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 that for me is enough to get up every day and, and, and work towards the next partnership with mm -hmm. a stakeholder that just wants to create yeah. a more connected community that where everyone feels safe and has opportunities to, yeah. to thrive and to grow. We are inundated with information, technology, stress. Mm -hmm. Things are happening in the world that are unsettling mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. What is something that you do for yourself, whether it's something you say to yourself, mm -hmm. something that you do every single day that mm -hmm. keeps you going, even when like there's a it's so easy to go down a, a dark rabbit hole yeah. and, and want to give up. Yeah. What, what keeps you going? Give us, give us that. Two things do that for me. One is my gratitude, my practice yeah. of gratitude. And the other is my practice of reflection. Mm -hmm. I think when I find myself 
not feeling like I've done enough, I need to reflect and, and see how much I've already accomplished. Yeah. And so just spending some time thinking about where I once was and now where I'm at today, I can see the growth. I can see the benchmarks. I can see things like graduating from Leadership Sioux Falls yeah. and, and things that I can be proud of that has happened for me. I can see those anniversaries of, of my company come and go and know yep. that I am still doing it and the boat is still floating and the flag is still flying. And so that reflection, Brian, really helps me as I look on at the work that is still to be accomplished. Mm-hmm. And gratitude is such an important practice. Gratitude turns what we have into enough. Mm. And what happens is we will get the anxiety from what we don't possess yet, whether mm-hmm. it's an income goal or a community goal or whatever the goal is, is something that hasn't been accomplished yet. Mm-hmm. And the anxiety kind of comes from what you don't have yet. Also, regret comes from when you're reflecting and all of a sudden you're thinking about the things you could have done differently. But gratitude keeps you in the day. Gratitude shields you from the regret of the past, protects you from the anxiety of the future, grounds you in the moment right where your feet are at. And when you can stay grounded in the now and see the abundance in the day, that will keeps me going, you know, despite what I haven't done yet or the things that I've already overcome. You're a wise man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all you do for this community. Um, this isn't the last we're going to see from Terry Liggins, I'll tell you that, folks. And if you haven't reached out to this man, you need to know him. Yeah. We're going to come back after the break and we're going to have a little fun. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you in a bit. (laughs) Hey, this is Jeff Hayward with Startup Sioux Falls. Welcome back to the Co-Starters Challenge, a recurring segment where we'll provide some tips for launching or growing your startup, as well as an action you can take called fieldwork. In our last episode, we learned about the importance of developing a clear marketing message, focusing on the customer's problem and your solution. But a message alone isn't enough. Your customer has to hear it. You could have the greatest sales pitch in the world, but if you're shouting into an empty room, it's all for nothing. How you deliver your message might be creating a following through content creation like a blog, or maybe an email marketing list with an autoresponder to automate a month's worth of onboarding emails to your new subscribers. Social media is an incredibly powerful tool as a cost-effective way to deliver your message as well and should not be neglected. Okay, for field work, research methods of marketing and choose one or two to begin with and add them to your canvas. And think outside the box. Maybe there's a way to deliver your message that can differentiate you from your competitors. Good luck on your field work, and we'll see you next time. Hey, uh, welcome back to the show. Again, I'm here with Mr. Terry Liggins, who's been dropping knowledge right and left. Like, <laughs> I need to write down all of the like wise things that you're saying. Yeah, thank you. Um, but we're going to take a little a break from our brains for a minute okay. and just do a little lightning round. Right. I kind of just want to know a little bit more about Terry day to day. Yeah. So first question, Google Workspace or Outlook? Google Workspace. Okay. Any yeah. particular reason why? Just prefer it? Yeah, it's just what I fell into. Yeah. I think, yeah, when it came to the tool, the Google was introduced first and mm-hmm. then I became just really comfortable with, with that software. So my Google calendar drives my activity. Same for search. sure. Yeah. <laughs> my Google drive. I got a bunch of stuff <laughs> in there. What would we do without it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Coffee or tea? I like both. 
Okay. I do like both. Uh, I have one. I'm not a super big coffee drinker, so I just yep. have one cup a day. Okay. You know, if it's an organic. I probably uh, should only have one a day. <laughs> an organic <laughs> instant blend that's really, really good and okay. has a reishi mushroom infused in oh. it. So it's healthy in that way. And then tea can really be spiritual. Yes. Um, and, and healing in some way. So tea is actually a part of my spiritual art practice to kind of have tea? tea. What's your tea? I like green tea. Just green tea. Oh, that's yep. caffeinated. That helps. Yeah, <laughs> it can. Yeah. Hoodie or blazer? Blazer. Bla- I see you as a blazer guy. Yeah. Especially with that hat. Yeah. Love that hat. Yeah. Beer or wine? Do you partake? I used to. Okay. Now I'm, I'm over the hump about five years. Okay. So I'm a mocktail Congratulations. guy. So what's your go-to mocktail? I like mocktails with ginger and lime. Mm. Ginger's good for the stomach and Yum. stuff. And lime is that nice little citrus. Have you ever uh, take, uh, had any of the kombucha? Yes. The booch? Do I you like, like kombucha, it? kombucha, yeah. Yeah? I okay. do. Cool. We can get along. <laughs> um, let's see. Summer or winter for you, sir? Summer. Yeah. My birthday's in the summer. Oh, is it? June 10th. Okay. What's That's your right. sign? Gemini. Gemini. Yeah. Just at the tail end of the Gemini yeah. spectrum there. I'm a both guy a lot, so this is yeah, really tough for me. I see that. Yeah. Uh, salty food or sweet food? Sweet. And what it? What's the, what's your favorite snack? Oh, uh, I like sweet potato pie. Do you make it yourself? No. Right. I let Where my, do you get I, it? I let my mom, or mom. my sister, grandma. <laughs> banana pudding. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go banana pudding. <laughs> there was fights in my childhood home about banana pudding. Why? Like, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Just fighting about not how enough. good it is. Not enough not to enough. go around. You know, first come, first serve, and Gosh. saving enough for the rest of the family and things like that. So we have so many restaurants in Sioux Falls. What's your? Do you have a favorite restaurant? I don't have a or a consistent one that you go to yeah. often. Uh, La Luna Cafe. Oh, I love La Luna. La Luna. Absolutely. They got an amazing hot chocolate, mm-hmm. great teas, mm-hmm. clean food, mm-hmm. excellent presentation. Absolutely. Wonderful, beautiful view. Yeah. Falls right out the right Underutilized outside. space. Uptown Sioux Falls, La Luna Cafe. I really 100%. enjoy that place. Co-sign on that one for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and then I think that's it. So Unless good. you have anything else you want to share about what, what don't we know about Terry Leggins? Well, Do you I'm, got any like little trivia for us? It's something we would be shocked to know about you. Shocked to know about me. Yeah. I, I'm a pretty open book. Yeah. So I figured I, as know, much. That's part of my, my strength is how much yep. I've already shared. Yeah. But my oldest son, my oldest child is 22 years old. 22? Yeah. I've had quite the journey how of do you parenting. How you have a 22-year-old? I, I became a teen dad. Oh, right. You know, so, you know, just mm-hmm. the, the, the adversities and some of the struggles I have, part yeah. of that is becoming a teen dad. And yeah. So my oldest is 22 years old. Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen you interact with children and I can tell you've got a gift for it yeah so if you want to take mine just let me know <laughs> yeah, Corey's got your back shots out to Corey poor no yeah. doubt shots out thank you so much Terry thank you, Brian. you have been a delight yeah um same that's what I would say I, it's such a gratitude for yeah. just how you have welcomed me here and I asked me questions that really got to the heart of the matter yeah I know we work to get to the head of the matter as well and yes. have people to see in the business community why the heart and the mind and the spirit matters but I just really appreciate how you've invited me to be my whole self and I've been able to pour out so much of what's important to me feelings mutual so good all right we'll see you next time thanks for joining us for start Dakota Visit our website at startupsufalls.com to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, 
YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend to rate our show on iTunes. If you are a founder and aspiring entrepreneur, you can get started by visiting our website at startupswhofalls.com slash start. Start Dakota is made possible by funding from the U.S. Small Business Administration. With this funding, Startup Sioux Falls is piloting an expanded version of its co-starters business accelerator program and providing additional resources to support underserved founders. Start with Startup Sioux Falls.